Good evening and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Nothing. Welcome back. Yeah, quite, quite a week. Quite a week for me to go off the grid and um, <laughs> lose cell service for several days, being in the middle of nowhere, Utah, and then pop in, have cell service, and have approximately 6,000 Twitter notifications. <laughs> um, so it sounds like I missed some stuff. Oh, it was it was a week. It's been a week. Um, yeah. A, a few things happened. Um, I, <laughs> I I told Rob we'll get to this. We're gonna. Well, I think we're gonna save some of the like vitriol for the end of this tonight. So yes, that maybe I, I we could be limit somewhat time limited in in how much of that we express. Yeah. But yes, I did find myself asking what would Rob do a few yeah. times last week. Um, and and self you know kind of trying to have some self reflection that maybe the reactionary one of the two of us is not the best person to be tweeting when they're very angry. Well, I don't know. The other it, the other thing is it's maybe it's better just to let it out and certainly somewhat justified. I mean, it, it is a messed up situation, but um. I don't know. It sounds like I missed some some crazy stuff, and in some ways I'm regretful. In some ways I'm entire, entirely grateful that I was not around because I I think watching it after the fact, like coming back and go, who did what now? Uh, what what? <laughs> the craziness and then whatever the national voice is getting in there. Probably better I sat that one out because I'm not sure how I would have reacted to be honest. Yeah. I either would have gotten completely sanctimonious. <laughs> or I would have gone scorched earth. I don't think I would have been level-headed. So yeah, I, I I was pretty scorched earth about it. But I, I was yeah. also glad to see you kind of gradually over the last forty-eight hours or so, mm-hmm. like find your way to that place too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. it's like, messed up. Wait, it's the more I up. think about it, the more I got oh, it's, it's I have up. things to say. Yeah, yeah. So look, we're going to get to that. We're also going to talk about a, a nice blowout homecoming win mm-hmm. for the Dukes. Uh, looking ahead to what is now, uh, you know, all circum- you know, all joking aside, a very important game against the tribe. Yeah. Um, the, the last very important game against the tribe for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big one this weekend. And, and yeah. now at JMU, other things happen around the country that put JMU in fantastic position from a football standpoint this weekend. Uh, and this is a big game coming up. So we'll look at that. Uh, going to talk about some uh, JMU media issue uh, items uh we are going to talk about some positives about the Sun Belt and have a little fun with the way it all went down friday thursday friday saturday last week mm-hmm. and then we're um going to talk about the colonial asshole association yes <laughs> at the end um as always we are brought to you by mossy creek fly fishing in harrisonburg virginia big thanks to the tro brothers and their whole team there I was glad to hear from them this week, Rob, that uh, they did have some people come in and mention the podcast. Please, everybody, go in. I know it's super like awkward and embarrassing to go in and mention it. It's embarrassing for me when one of the two of them is not there to yeah. mention it, but I also want to like spread the love, mm-hmm. uh, and we appreciate it. So I know at least a couple of you got coasters this weekend. There's Mossy Creek stickers and coasters um, for anyone that mentions the podcast. It means a lot to us um, and means a lot to them. And it's a good time. You can also start shopping for the holidays right now, Rob. I saw they have like some sightline provisions, like leather flasks and stuff. I think now. they released their um, holiday yeah. calendar today. I think I saw on Instagram. So check yeah, that out. so cool stuff uh, at the store. So go by Mossy Creek, set up your trips, book your lessons, uh, pick up anything you need for the fall and winter. Um, yeah, Rob's already told us how he reflected or, or how he came into the craziness 
that started last Wednesday and ran really to the moment we're recording this Monday night. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. Rob, where should we start first? I guess the one thing we should say before we even get to one thing that wasn't on our list, big congrats, big excitement from us, Rob. I saw Kirby Burkholder signed to play with Athletes Unlimited in January. Oh, Athletes I Unlimited basketball in that's, Vegas. That's yeah, really neat. so they're doing it. And so did uh, Tamara Young. So T.Y. and Kirby are both going to play in the league, which is awesome. Uh, T.Y. will have the best sneaker game in the league. Even it, not, seeing, not seeing the rosters, I will state that now. No, and it's been cool. Obviously, there's been a lot of um, JMU current and former athlete solidarity in the last week. Mm-hmm. And it was very cool to see you know Earl Watford and company, some of the Kirby's old contemporaries saying they will be in Vegas for the yeah. – Athletes Unlimited season, which is really cool. And then on the women's basketball front, the Dukes host UVA tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, to kick off, tip off the season at the AUBC. Should be a good game. Dukes are favored. Yeah. Really, really need this game tomorrow. So as we all know, I think at this point, JMU is ineligible as of this moment for the CAA tournament and title at the end of the season. Uh, Rob and I talked a little bit before we got on here. All of the JMU teams in this calendar, whatever it's called, athletic year, 21-22, are at least hypothetically eligible for at-large bids to the various NCAA tournaments. Um, The most realistic potential bids among those are, you know, this, this fall's men's soccer team has at least some chance. And then in the spring, both lacrosse and softball, obviously, you know, based on their past recent past track record, you know, have at least some chance of of putting up resumes that would be worthy of of that thing. Um, The two that are a little more long shots, but I think there is a a better than zero, right? There's a non-zero chance that either basketball team. um, And volleyball. And volleyball, but, yeah. but certainly the basketball teams in the winter yes. um, who haven't even started their season or taken mm-hmm. losses or anything like that, um, and and the women's team in particular, this UVA game is very important to that. They host Maryland after that. Obviously, that would be even more significant, but much less likely the fourth-ranked Terps uh, coming yeah, after this. Maryland's got a squad. So this sure. is the one they need to get to split these first two and sort of put them on the map. Um, the place is awesome. It was really great, Rob. I did not get a chance to go to the Sunbelt presser Saturday mm-hmm. morning, but got to talk to a lot of people who did. And for a lot of those folks, it was their first time in the building. Yeah. And everyone was like universally blown away. Yeah, it's getting so, rave reviews from everybody. Yeah, just really can't wait to uh, to watch this tomorrow and and see where the women's team takes us. So that's all. Rob, should we start with football? Um or should we go elsewhere? No, start let's with start with football. And I got mm-hmm. I got to be honest again. Um, yeah. no, I was no. unable to see the game. They don't really have even flow sports as good as it is. Wink, wink. Um, does not work <laughs> when you have no cell service and are hundreds of miles from the nearest town. But I did see the score. I did read about it. I saw Chris Thornton's performance, which again, yeah. I've been online today. I assume he got CA player of the week. No, uh, no, no. He didn't oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's right. Yeah. Um, good old CA. <sighs> So yeah. yeah, four touchdowns. That's pretty decent. You know, another hundred yards. Wells had another touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he's squarely, is he, did he move up? I know he was 10th on the, alt, in, in, into the top 10. Yeah. He's getting um, there. 
getting there. Cole's getting close to some names now too. I saw Cole. There was a lot of talk he about is. Cole moving into Mike Colley land, which is our, our yeah. era. Yeah. On, on a number of records. So yeah. But just and, it, and, reading about it, just impressive performance. You kind of felt bad for Campbell after the way everything went down on Friday. I yeah. certainly had the feeling that Jamie was going to come and just put the hammer down for, for kind of for the entire school and show the world. Like it's, we almost had to remind them that Campbell's not a CAA team, but right. yes. I'm glad we didn't. Uh, I really hope that carries forward to William and Mary. I've I really loved, I, I've loved having the tribe as conference mates. I've really enjoyed going to games there. I think it's a wonderful mm-hmm. institution. I love how different the fan bases are and how both fan bases really kind of bleed in or read it like bleed into their their true being and don't hide it i think it's a great rivalry as much as there can be one but i hope they just bear the brunt of all of jmu sports's anger um and it won't be about them it'll be about the caa not about the tribe they're a worthy opponent but i don't I just i was very happy with the result like i said i wasn't able to watch the game but there was there's been a ton of distractions for first down my big takeaway was it mm-hmm. sure seems like jmu is right at the ship like it, mm-hmm. it it wasn't off the rails but there really were, were some cracks in the JMU team a couple weeks ago. Now we've got two straight weeks where it's just like, hey, they're, they're back to playing JMU football, while the rest of the CA is really beating itself up. You know, mm-hmm. you, Nova looked kind of unbeatable. Then William Mary went out and beat them two weeks ago. William Mary kind of laid Nagar over the weekend. Yeah, um, Delaware, by by beating them, is kind of in the mix. In you know, mix. Delaware yeah, wins Rhode out. Island and Delaware both. They, Rhode Island with the win over UMass. Like, you've got five teams who – could kind of play themselves into contention. I think Jamie and Nova, they went out are looking at seeds. Jamie probably top four, mm-hmm. but like if Delaware can knock off Nova and win this weekend, mm-hmm. they'd have a strong shot. Mm-hmm. Um, William Mary, same thing. If William Mary closed with two victories, including one over JMU, they'd get a real look. And Rhode Island, I would think you'd need to even as bad as UMass is, it's an FBS win. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. I don't know. It's it, it's an exciting time, but. I just am really pleased overall with how JMU seems to be trending. I don't want to say peaking, but they're trending yep. in the right direction when it really matters. You know, yeah. They came out, they just took care of business, one going away. I don't know what else we could want as fans after the week they've had and after you know the, the way the CA is shaking out. Yeah. I, I mean, I had my complaints about the game this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I also think Campbell was like – this kind of took me back to the way they played against Maine and Weber earlier mm-hmm. in the season, like we were saying. Where yeah. I don't think Campbell played pretty well this week. Everybody like, seemed that to was be a hard-nosed very... team. Like they were very physical. I've heard I was nothing extremely but extremely nervous about the injury situation leaving the game. Yes. We got some great news Paul on Potts. that front today. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the Campbell quarterback was really good. Like like a real pain in the neck. Like, yeah. um, you know, just he was strong. That receiver just is a really good player. Yeah. Sneed, Jevin Sneed, I think it's his, Sneed is definitely his name. Um, scored the touchdown and then had like, I don't know, 14 catches or something. I mean, something I'm sure. Well, yeah. He was, um, you know, a, a good counterbalance to Antoine Wells. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm with you. I, you know, this was not their best performance. There were some clock. There were some clock issues that I, you know, timeout situations with the coaches that seemed to keep popping up with this team. Um, but I did think, you know, Cole was a little bit, I mean, he was very feast and famine in this game. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, it was weird. It was, you know, well below his normal, like 70, 
completion percentage. I think he was like a 50% game. Yeah. But he hit a bunch of bombs, right? I mean, they were finding the big plays like they were earlier in the season. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think they they looked really good. They scored 55 points. Yeah. At some point, that's just what it is. And they scored some touchdowns. They they went through a little field goal period in the first half, but they went, got back to scoring touchdowns. It was really good. Uh, the two Atkins biggest, got some run. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I would get. Yeah, the, the two biggest things for me, Rob, coming away from it, I guess I'll start with second down. Uh, was the uh, we'll start with the injury thing. So mm-hmm. really nervous, you know, been banged up on the O line, been banged up a few places on defense, been banged up on running at running back, and it looked awful during the mm-hmm. game. Latrell went out, yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Bryant went out, and it looked really bad. Cole Potts went out on the O line. All three of them got positive reports this morning in Signetti's press conference that they all seem first Latrell came back in the game and then Lorenzo Bryant and Cole Potts seem like they probably you know were better off than we might have thought uh should note that Tanner Morris thought played really well in place of Cole Potts and Liam Fornadle he started to look a little like himself this week I thought he was looking moving well just in person watching him he was not Mm -hmm. favoring anything I thought last week he was still a little like, you know, how you are when you come back from injury. Anybody's a little hesitant. Yeah. He seemed like he was throwing people around again this week and kind of like, you know, the little celebrations after the play that I think you're, when you're really worried about an injury, maybe you're not as you're not as comfortable with that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, Azanima got banged up in this game. I was like, oh no. And then I saw him like jumping after a play at one point. And I was like, okay, maybe. So you know, kind of good news on the injury front was my second down. Um, I think the injuries, though, they were starting yeah. to see the effects of playing so many games in a year. I do, too. I wonder that, too. I just, yeah. it, no matter who you are, it, it seems, yeah. There's just so many hits a body can take. Because mm-hmm. I know people were just questioning, not calling out, but being like, what's going on? Do we change our strength and conditioning? Or is there something we got to do better in the weight room? I think it's just the human body can only take slamming into another individual so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another one that I wanted to bring up, Rob, is uh, one kind of other side, the, the, you know, the, if you want to take the silver lining side of this injury coin, I really enjoyed this week. And I, I have my complaints with the coaches' decisions in the fourth quarter. I thought they were a little slow to get the reserves into the game. Mm-hmm. I know it was a little bit of a dicey game. Campbell had been competitive and it was 37-14 and it really should have been Campbell should have scored to make it, I don't know, they should have scored the third touchdown and then they fumbled on the goal line and Jamie got it back. Like it wasn't, 55-14 was probably a flattering score Mm -hmm. for how, Jamie did not play a 55-14 game. Yeah, I I mean, they won handily, but that made it seem like, oh, this was a total wipeout. It wasn't quite that. But we did see a lot of names. Devin Ravenel looks really healthy all of a sudden. Yeah. And is a big contributor. And I think some of the Thornton Wells wide openness is coming from having a few, like Reggie Brown, like a few other guys. You got other threats. Yeah. Yes. You can't just double those Certainly guys. over the middle. I and mean, he looks quick and healthy and ready to, and very reminiscent of his brother, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, Josh Sherratt and Jalen Walker in the defensive backfield both made, um, you know, forced fumbles this week. Nice. Some names that we haven't seen. Um, I think Zach Horton 
played a little bit at tight end. We've had some injuries at the tight end position, but saw 44 in there quite a bit. Uh, Peyton Rutherford got in the game late run, at running back. It, kind of exciting to see local Clark County kid, you know, who had that big run early in the season. Uh, Mateo Jackson played really well. I, I, I thought played really well in place of Azanima in the second half. And then even a guy I didn't know anything about had to look up today, Mike Wilcox um, at defensive end, got in a little bit at the end of the game. And he was the one who batted the ball up. On, I don't know, he batted down a pass. I mean, it was exciting for me as we look ahead to the Sun Belt and a weird year next year and a, everything else. I mean, some of these guys, Ravenel, Josh Sherratt, Jalen Walker, we may need right now, like yeah. this year. Yeah. You know, like we may need some of those guys right now. But it was also kind of nice to see some of these other guys. Um, you know, this has been such a weird year. And there's 36, I think there's over 30 guys who are graduating on, yeah. or already graduated on this roster. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen sort of a lot of like new names make their, you know, really make their mark since 2019. Yeah. You know, the spring season was largely the guys who were going for a championship and back, like same guys that started the season. Just running it back. Running it back. And now we're mostly running it back again. And I was kind of glad to see some of these kids that we've heard so much about. And then you mentioned Billy Atkins. He played really well. And I guess that's the, the like, plus side of all these injuries is the young, particularly with the mm-hmm. offensive line, is that's a position we really need to solidify making the transition. Oh, so, I, and I thought the offensive line last week was Stanley Hubbard. This week with Stanley Hubbard, and then this week with Tanner Morris coming in, even late in the game, they looked yeah. better than they've looked in a yeah. while. No, I agree. I think it's really good that you know you've gotten these young guys, freshmen in some cases, who are getting serious, serious reps in important games. Um, mm-hmm. That's really good because that's you can't fake your way through. That's a position position group that needs to play at a top level if you're going to have any success at all. The Sun Belt. Well, and I think about like Billy Atkins and then these O linemen. These are the players, Keelan Black. Who will be they leading may the still team. be around yeah. by the time this team is quote bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they may th- these are players who, if they choose to, we can get to some of that a little later, but if they choose to, they can kind of be legends at JMU. Yep. If they hang in there through the 2022 season, and you know, and, they can and be are the first back around for the 23, yes. 24 seasons that really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can be a contributors to something down the road and that's mm-hmm. yeah it's just an interesting time so yeah. and they have a ton else i jmu again we've talked about this a lot rob they have to pressure the quarterback to help out their defensive backs um you know and jevin sneed the receiver for campbell is really good and the quarterback had a very good week this week mm-hmm. but i really hope jmu can avoid teams that have like superstar wide receivers in the first round or two of the playoffs, because it's a vulnerability for sure. It's a vulnerability for this team. And they really need pressure on the quarterback to bail out some of the defensive backs. Mm -hmm. Um, By that same token, nice. I thought Wayne Davis was a big contributor this week, obviously getting MJ Hampton back. They are getting some help from the safety positions, Mm -hmm. which is really nice right now. So that's good. Um, But yeah, that's a thing. And then Chris Thornton, you mentioned, I mean, what can you say? He's been, I, I, he's been incredible. And him yeah. and Wells together are as good as anyone in the FCS. And I can't wait to see them 
as the competition keeps ratcheting up in yeah. the playoffs, hopefully. No, they're nuts. And I guess one last thing, like I, I'm in no position or not, no, no position. I'm in no mood to defend the CAA, <laughs> but it will be interesting to see how the committee views the CAA this year versus the Missouri Valley. Cause I think we've got the same sort of situation we've had the past couple of years where the CA teams are being viewed as exposing each other for being fraudulent versus beating each other up mm-hmm. versus the Missouri Valley. When, when and the big sky team, this year, the big sky, when somebody loses, as... they go, Oh, that just shows you how tough the league is when these right. it's just, it's a crap narrative. And uh, I do think that, like we said, there's five teams in the running. I think if CA gets less than three bids, it's an absolute slap in the face. And I think they're in a position where four should be strongly considered. But if they yeah. don't, I mean, like I said, I'm really not in the mood to defend the league right now. No, it's really a, it's a funny thing because I, both JMU and Sam Houston. So JMU rose to number two in the polls today mm-hmm. because SDSU beat NDSU over yep. the weekend. And Southern Illinois may have lost again. Somebody else lost again. But regardless, yeah. JMU went up to number two. It is funny that Sam Houston and JMU – Sam Houston number one, Jamie number two. Neither of them have a ranked a current a win over a team current currently team. ranked. Yeah. Now that you know, they have some they ranked, ranked wins at the like time. Jamie beat Delaware, Weber State, right? They beat some team, and they're William and Mary this week will give them an opportunity because yeah. they're still ranked twenty fifth. Um, but yeah, Sam's in kind of the same boat that JMU is, and yet at the same time, those teams went to the semis and played each other last year, and the proof's kind of in the pudding. Like they, like, what do you want? Like how tougher schedule this year than they did last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you though. It is funny. I'm not JMU and Villanova are the only two locks at this point from the CAA. Mm -hmm. Um, William and Mary really needs a win. One of these last two games uh, for them. It feels like there's room for a third team, at least from the CAA. So we'll see. Uh, There are not a lot of, eh, We'll get there when we get there. But yeah, I'm with you. It is funny that the CAA is not given any credit for beating each. Like, Jamie has a one point loss to Villanova where they missed two field goals. Yeah. And and yet, suddenly, it's like, well, they haven't played anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas everybody in the Valley keeps losing to each other and sometimes losing to like Illinois State. But they're like, that just proves out. the right. seventh team in the Missouri Valley can it's beat so the good. Yeah. It's just well, nonsense. we played the fourth team in the Missouri Valley in the spring playoffs and I think I remember it wasn't really a close. Match yeah, it was. It was. Like, you know, like, yeah, didn't seem any tougher than some of the than the fourth place team from the CAA. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we'll get there when we get there. So, Rob, anything you're looking forward to this weekend as we move ahead here, kind of looking ahead to William and Mary? And- can they keep the momentum going? Mm-hmm. Like, just, can the offense continue to click? Can they continue to play balanced football? A lot of confidence and uh, the depth at the running back position is very mm-hmm. critical right now. But I just mm-hmm. I don't want to see them take a step back. I really like the where this is trending. I feel like they kind of broke through last weekend mm-hmm. heading into this one. And now th- this is a this is an opportunity for a statement game. Um, maybe more so for the for the CAA, maybe a vindictive <laughs> or spite statement game. And unfortunately, it will come against William Mary, a school that we admire greatly. Um, but I, just, I, I want to see them s- step on their throats, for lack of a better term, and just really – crush them, crush Towson, get out of this damn league forever and head yeah. to the playoffs with some momentum. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, just before we get to CA, front, William and & Mary and UNCW, love you guys. Yeah. Those are the two schools I have like nothing but, you know, 
Uh, regardless of how they voted or didn't vote or whatever is going on right now, like on a personal level, those have been fun teams to play against and follow yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. My thing this week is just football. It's not just this week. It's as we go ahead to the season, but this week is the, is the big one. I mean, is I hope that the team can just focus on football a little bit. Yeah and not take on the pressure and the expectation of being kind of the last thing that we have hope for, for this year. Right. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you saw like the field hockey team lost in the championship game to Delaware. I it did. was not particularly on I mean, it was a close league this year. They were the number one seed. They were six and oh, in Delaware, but like it was the last nine. Yeah, I mean, Delaware Delaware's was good. good. That wasn't like a, a shock or some, they didn't choke or no, mess up or anything. Two good, two really good teams. Two good teams, and and they lost the game, right? And uh, you know, women's soccer had lost, uh, you know, what on Thursday or Friday, I guess. But uh, yeah. you know, I wondered to myself, oh, field hockey had played a overtime game in the semi and then gone to the final, like, and of course, you know, I felt bad, like everyone. We, I, I was joining in the group of everyone from JMU who was tweeting at them to win this damn thing you know like and it's like i hope that the players i don't think that they did but i hope that they don't take on any added you know pressure from that from jamie fans and i hope football can do the same like this is the last chance at an fcs title um it is the last chance at a caa title um for any sport now we know um it's also the last opportunity to beat a good william mary team yeah you hasn't played a good William Mary team in years. Yeah. And that and from to a, me has, has taken some of the shine off the CAA. When it you, has. You look mm-hmm. at games that used to be really competitive and used to be kind of like kind of back and forth affairs, William and Mary, Richmond, where it's like for a while and it was like used every to other be, year. It was only like six or seven years ago. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, like this wasn't ancient history. No, this was, like, this was recent yeah. history. I mean, yeah. William and Mary really yeah. put some crushing losses on some really good JMU teams, including mm-hmm. in 04 when they won the title. And and then Jamie returned the favor, obviously with the Daquan Scott, you know, one pass yep. attempt game. But like, this was a really big rivalry and a game that any, like no matter how good JMU was some years, mm-hmm. you did not count on this being a win. No, you know, it was a tough one. So it, it is kind of sad that we'll be moving on. I'm way more happy about the entire situation than I am sad. But one of the downsides is, you know, playing a school like this where you've got a lot of history with mm-hmm. it stinks to give that up. It'll be fun to build new history and, and mm-hmm. I'm well, well excited or, you know, very excited about going forward in, in the future, but I am glad that we're playing William Marion, what appears to be a good year for them. That, that yes. makes it more exciting than just like, Oh, here we go through one more time. Let's beat up on some team by 40 points. That has no business being on the field with JMU. No. They've got, they've got a, a shot this weekend. They're a good they football do. team. Mm-hmm. They're going to be plenty motivated. It's yeah, their yeah. last opportunity to play JMU. They they want to do it, win one, win their last chance, prove that they that you know they deserve recognition and this too. This is their chance to get in the playoffs. Yeah, right. If they win this game, they're in. Probably. They're in. They're in. You know, and yeah. So they yeah, can this is they exciting. could beat JMU and then beat Richmond, who what they they've played for a hundred years. They should beat them, but that's a tough one for them. They played like a hundred times. And then they're playoffs. That's a big deal. So this is a really really important game for both teams, just for different reasons. And Rob, the let my last note for going into this, not just this week, but the next two weeks is as fans, um, as you as you remind us every year, enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. 
this is our last uh, two weeks where we can play with stakes, but not all the stakes. Yeah. All right. Um, I am going to be a nervous wreck come playoff time. Um, I, you know, knock on wood that JMU, you know, wins one or both of these last two games and gets in and is good shape. But I will be nervous because I realize the stakes that will be, you know, that this will be the last run in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and that it might be a few years until we are playing a game quite as meaningful with stakes with this kind of stakes. Right. I I, obviously, you know, once they get into the Sun Belt and, and I, I, you know, there'll be time for this in the off season, but I think the 2022 football schedule may bring some fun opportunities Mm -hmm. as a fan um, because it's going to be some creatively scheduled matchups, I think next year. And then, you know, 2023, will be really fun when they're really playing a Sunbelt schedule, even if they're not quote bowl eligible, you know? Um, But I don't know the stakes wise that either of those years will contain anything like this playoff season might. And so just, I want to kind of enjoy these two weeks against William Marion Towson of like being the big, bad fun team that I expect to win, you know, and like enjoy it for a little bit. Cause I'm going to be nervous when we get to the playoffs uh, and, 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 you know, we'll want them to win uh, certainly the first game or two, you know, a lot. So that is something that's kind of yeah. weird about this entire thing. Like y- you would think if you make the announcement, then the other teams could go and have their real swan songs. Like, you know, like your Derek Jeter retirement tour or something yes. like that where you get to go. And... It stinks that nobody gets to do that. If we knew going in, oh. I think people might really embrace every conference game and make an event. Now you, you can't do that in football because it's kind of, you know, two weeks left in the season. Obviously, for reasons we've already stated, you don't really want to do that for basketball or because there's just that underlying bitterness or none of this matters. So it's just, it's an odd situation, but it, it's kind of sneaking up on people. And it's interesting that you said that, like, we really should just kind of live in the moment and enjoy this ride. And um, hey, we're all excited about the Sun Belt, but for better or for worse, CA has been a good home. Nobody wants yes. to admit that. It's been a good home for a number of years. Jamie's had a ton of success. There have been a lot of really fun Saturdays in the Berg and other CA towns. And I hope that we can appreciate that and have a little fun and maybe be a little less um, spiteful than I was <laughs> in what I was saying I was looking forward to about this game. So it, you, no, you, I t- you, beat you the talk me back. Them, but let's I do too. Like it, you've got the better attitude than I do. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, screw this league. And sorry, it's William Mary, but you're right. Just like, Maybe more that like, hey, appreciate these Saturdays, win one last time, we'll all have fun with it. That's much healthier attitude than yeah. what I was expressing earlier. My attitude will not be healthy if they lose this game. Yeah. So don't, oh, don't worry. Yeah. Like, you know, mine only like, 50 times worse. But, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so Rob, one note we wanted to hit on tonight, I should say, one media note is mm-hmm. We're losing Greg Medea. We've already lost. We've already lost. He's, he's off writing about UVA tonight. Um, and I just, you know, on a Greg knows how we feel, but he's been the best beat writer we have ever encountered covering JMU, right? That you and I, since, uh, you know, 1993 to now, yeah. we've never been as privileged and as fortunate as we and were. And there have been some good ones. There have been some good ones. You know, a lot of people, and, awesome. and, and it's yeah. been a progression of, building to where you know i think Medea came in at a time that was very he came in right at the right time yes he came in when they were just about to win and and launched what the last five years has been he came in on the back of 
you know, some, some guys before him, at least two regimes before him that had slowly like worked a little harder and a little harder and set the bar a little higher. Um, but he's been great to the program. And I think his like his general appreciation for JMU, but also his like background with West Virginia and like what it all can be at the highest level was mm-hmm. a really welcome, you know, sort of understanding that this is a cool thing that we have at JMU. And I, I don't know, just really appreciative of him. Wish him nothing but the best. Was glad to see he's going to be in, staying in the area. You know, he's covering UVA. So, you know, not going to follow a lot of the UVA coverage. But we will uh, wish him continued success. We wish him much success. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I hope for his sake, you know, it's better for him and his family and, you know, the finances of everything. Um, that sad. being said, I, just, I hope, not, I hope, yeah. There's still yeah. good coverage. There's still, Really great I mean, coverage. Well, and it's, it's interesting because yeah. Shane Metlin's been fantastic. Awesome. Really for the last, I mean, he's been great on basketball for a couple of years now, but he's moved in on this realignment stuff the last couple of months. Obviously my guess is that he and Greg might have known, might have known a little more than, than we did um, before last week. But at the same time, he's also been really, really strong and seems really willing to ask hard questions and be a little Frank on social media. You know, I think Greg was an incredible football mind who you know, had really grown up with football in his blood. But Shane, in terms of the overall athletic department reporting, uh-huh. is really top notch. And Jim Sacco, for for you know, as the uh-huh. as editor, really uh-huh. put together an impressive staff. So, hundred percent, I'm completely optimistic that they will find somebody who is another rising star and will be will be a fan of. So, excited for Greg, but also really looking forward to see who Jim and and the rest of the crew brings in, and to see how Shane's role expands. Like I mm-hmm. loved it. I think he's an amazing basketball. Cover- yep. And we've had some great, like Mark Seelig was terrific. You know, yep. we've had some really good basketball coverage, but I think Shane is, you know, the absolute tops on that. Yeah. And, yeah. and the way that he's embraced this whole realignment and overall athletic thing has really been fun from a fan perspective. It was also fun just around the state last week to see, I, you know, Wayne Epps. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, former Breeze guy, like yeah. true JMU guy, but Richmond, Richmond Times Dispatch writer now. Yeah. Um, but he brought some like really interesting knowledge and perspective. Yeah. He was the one that pointed out that the whole rule we're about to talk about was put in place to help ECU in 2001 mm-hmm. and was not meant to be punitive, but was rather meant to do a favor to a team that needed a schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, like just, yeah, it's been cool. That, that part's been good. I mean, obviously Bennett had been covering UVA. It looks like Greg is going to be taking that role, but Bennett's yeah. gone on to another, you know, so there's a lot of JMU people ending up in media around but, you know, around the Commonwealth and around the country yeah. uh, lately. And that's kind of good. I think that's been good for telling Jamie's story the last couple of weeks. So, Rob, all right, Sunbelt stuff. I don't know where you want to begin. I'll start with the Sunbelt. Let's do the positive stuff first. Okay. Best of all, the video that JMU put out, it was different than the other. I know, I don't know if you watched the Southern Miss, the Marshall, and the ODU videos. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that was a very, it felt like a football hype video. Um, some of theirs, not, not saying they weren't great. They were great in their own way, but they all used songs that had sun in them somehow, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and they were very fun and, and got you very excited. But JMU's video I thought was extremely JMU yes. in that it was personal. It was telling a bigger story than just football and the Sun Belt, right? 
it was wonderful that they brought Odyssey in to do the narration. But man, Rob, when they said renewing old rivalries yeah. and they hit, that was it. That's the yeah. whole reason we've been excited about this. Yes. They ran the Scotty McGee run back against mm-hmm. App State and the Kent Kaluko shot to beat ODU to win the title. Yeah. Those That's are the two best moments in JMU. Like those are our two favorite. They are easily in our top five moments in JMU history. And yeah. they are two of the like undoubted Mount Rushmore sporting games that JMU yeah. has ever been a part of in any yeah. sport. And those are teams we're about to play against again. Yep. Like that is that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, like that's you know, like I, that's what we're here for, and that just got me going when they showed the field hockey title. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, beating North Carolina, the one from ninety four, yeah, 94. the one from ninety four, right? Yeah. They had the, the lacrosse title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the Odyssey play. You know, it, this was a bigger deal. And um, you know, when Odyssey said, uh, "We're not new to the national stage," the lights are just brightening. That's pretty yeah. damn good stuff. Yeah, that was good, there, right? Like that. that that's pretty good, you know? So I, I don't know. That part was awesome. Um, Rob, we should quickly mention the General Assembly committee meeting on Friday, which I watched. Um, you did not miss anything in particular. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, will say I didn't watch that one. it was a fantastic swan song for the retiring Charlie King. Thank goodness. He is the, let's just say that he is better. Um, he speaks General Assembly in a way that neither Alger nor Bourne <laughs> I was really glad that Charlie King was there. He was with there. Southside Virginia accent um, yeah. making the presentation. Yes, he was the guy we needed making the presentation. It was great to see Don Parr in there. Um, I did like that there was a rep, uh, somebody from, from the General Assembly gave us a things of that nature, um, <laughs> which is always one of my, sorry, that's on my work bingo card now. It's one of my favorite yeah. things because things of that nature is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah, the things of that nature? No, no. Tell me what they are. Like, I'm, I don't. Like, there's only one thing, and then they always. And say then there's the other thing. thing. Things of that nature, and then I'm like, what are the things of that nature? I was yeah. waiting for a lot on my plate or a lot on their plate at some yeah. point. I was like, no, yeah, but anyways, um, that was really fun. I also thought it was funny that like Bennett and Jack, you know, they tweeted, "Here's the moment," <laughs> and it was like, yeah. it was like a slow vote. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a roll call on CNN. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really like awful. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I will. I had full credit where due. Massive props to ODU President Dr. Hemphill. Um, showed up at in Richmond to he was to speak on behalf of to speak of, on behalf of yeah. JMU. Obviously, that that is self interest there as well. Um, speaking on behalf of ODU, but look, that that was cool. Um, and it shouldn't go without speaking it or without, you know, without us mentioning it. And I, you know, Harry Menium, the well, that's what I say. It's speaking of you, like, like also who has he's been beating a, the drum. Yeah, yeah, and he's had a you know a, a mixed relationship with JMU and its fans, um, going back to when ODU brought back football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he, everyone, kind of understood what this can be for both universities. Yeah. And how important it was, and it was that was really cool. So I just, thought Harry did an excellent job of oh, his, making the case for JMU without belaboring the point that, like, hey, you guys did this to my alma mater as well. Like he just said, hey, it, yep. it was. It's kind of everything that I think should be done right now. It's like, hey, let bygones be bygones. Let's not, let's not relitigate the past. Let's talk about the fact that like JMU is the latest to be hurt by this. So now's mm-hmm. the time to speak up about saying injustice sounds. Or, 
it sounds like hyperbole, but like it is. this is this is a wrong. Let's speak about fixing the wrong, not about other wrongs that Jamie might have participated in the past. You yeah. know, like uh, and I think Harry showed tremendous restraint and kind of tremendous maturity. I, I don't want to sound that sounds kind of pretentious, like I'm telling somebody they're like he did a great job of just saying like I these really are the facts. It. It's wrong, and it, it was like he's been waiting eight years to make that case. The fact that it came where he had to make it for a school that kind of did his alma mater wrong or was part Correct. of doing his. And he, he just went right over that and said like, Hey, what's right. is right. That was really admirable. It was, it yeah. was. And, um, it really was. And actually I thought his perspective, it's funny because a lot of the national writers that I got a lot of, fu- I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. that all of them kind of jumped in on this. Yeah. Um, and the old like politics make strange bedfellows. I, yeah. you know, was also kind of encouraging some people that you and I have been critical of, uh, I, I think pretty consistently over the years. Um, last week, but Harry was not like he, yeah, like you said, he was knowledgeable. He was, he yes. had full knowledge, right? Some of those national writers jumped in because it was clickbait. It's easy. And to, it's an easy to story right. to pick on athletics administrators. He actually knew like JMU's uh, unclean hands, right? Yes. And still made the same case. And yes. that was really, yes, I, I really, really, that's the example. That. That's the example. Yes. Like it's the classic mm. two wrongs don't make a right. And you've got an opportunity to do something, do the right thing, do the right thing. Yeah. Um, that's what really just the whole situation just gets me like in 2013, it was not right. I'm very upset that I, somebody can <laughs> check the receipts. I'm sure you and I well, had fun on. with let's this. Come, let's come yeah. back to this in just a yeah. second. Cause I do want to finish a couple notes on yeah. the happy part of the Sunbelt, okay. which is really happy to hear men's soccer is coming back in the Sunbelt. Um, so the with Sun potentially Belt, a great league. I don't know if people have watched this, but yeah. it looks like maybe South Carolina, West Virginia, and yeah. Kentucky may Did all join this and Marshall? group. That's JMU cool. Marshall. Like this is getting really fun. Yes. Um, Baseball. Apparently, really that was fun. an issue with Marshall. Like that was they uh, that Marshall recognized that they wanted to take care of their soccer yeah. program, and part of the like delay and everything with Marshall yeah. JMU was you know they had a new president coming in. We had a gubernatorial election. Um, by the way, we'll <laughs> anyway, more CIA that's, that's enough election yeah. talk. <laughs> um, no, no. Well, the only thing was, I, of course the CAA as only the CAA could do, they crap on JMU the day after a gubernatorial election in Virginia, Rob. Yeah. So half of the Commonwealth was like salty as hell. And the other half truly believes that like their tweets can change the world. Yeah. It was just the wrong day. Like JMU people were ready to like lose their mind. Yeah. But men's soccer is coming to the Sun Belt, which is awesome. So that's Mm -hmm. one less concern. Brand new Sun Belt. Yeah. Brand new Sun Belt. Um, Did really like, you know, I I thought it was interesting. A little tongue in cheek with the R2. So a wonderful that JMU is getting close to an R2 research classification which is a great step for the academic side of the university long-term. Yes. That is great. I know that's one of President Alger's, you know, will be one of his proudest things if that, uh, if and when that happens. Um, a little weird, right? I, you know, they have to like play a little bit of a dance there because like Jamie is going to be now, they are going to be the flagship academic institution in the Sun Belt. So it's a little rich to say like, this will help us on the academic side. Yeah. At the same time, the national what they were saying is the national exposure and the national profile of these large universities will help JMU even on the academic side, even if they are, you know, half a step above many of those schools. That was cool. Um, 
I thought it one question mark I had coming out of the Sunbelt announcement. Obviously, some of the numbers in terms of the revenue coming in yeah. were made with um, some kind of assumption or educated guess from the entire Sunbelt that there will be an expanded college football playoff at some point. Mm-hmm. I share that enthusiasm. Um, I, I thought it was interesting with the announcement of the new NCAA constitution or whatever it's called today. There's going to be some more like, uh, you know, autonomy given to the FBS to kind of make their own rules. I couldn't tell if that was like to cut off the G5 entirely or more to cut off the FCS, which seems actually almost inevitable. Yeah. Uh, so that will be interesting. Uh uh, good news. Title nine was not a, you know, not an issue. I know we'd heard that from even some of our friends, some concerns that like what women's sport are we going to have to add? I, I don't think JMU has to, or more, their concern was more like, do we have to cut another men's sport? You can't um, cut they another do not. Sport, they can't yeah. do that because they're at the minimum, but they, they don't have to do that. They don't, they also don't seem to have to add a women's sport because they fully fund all of the women's programs and fully support all of those scholarships and staff and everything that goes into that. Um, and then, like we said, the last part was, it looks like, regardless of what has been said publicly, although Metlin's been reporting this, that for all of the anger we're about to express about the CAA, it looks like all of the sports except for football uh, will be eligible and fully on full go in the Sunbelt next July, this coming July. So 22-23 year you know, basketball will be up and running on both sides and fully eligible for Sunbelt tournaments and all the benefits that may come with that, right? All the automatic qualifiers. Um, Obviously, we are waiting to hear about swimming and diving, lacrosse, and field hockey. I know there's at least some hope that swimming and diving and lacrosse might find their way to the Atlantic 10, which would bring back a lot of, also bring back a large set of old rivals um, and that field hockey might join ODU in, I think the big East. So I, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I certainly hope there's room at the table for those programs in those, in, in whatever the best situation is for them. They're good as programs. You, They'd be an asset to any league. Yeah. And as we mentioned, both of the coaches, I can't, I don't know about swimming, but lacrosse and field hockey have both been extended through 2026 um, with new deals, which is really great because it yeah. does give the coaches some things. Uh, Rob, on to the CAA. Let's finish this out strong. Yeah. Um, but we, we've got, you know, 10 minutes here to uh, let it all out. I, you know, I don't know where you want to begin. I will begin here. We, Start us off. Yeah. yeah. You, Rob, have been – we've never tried to be the moral compass of JMU. We've never tried to be bigger than what we are. We're just dorks who like to talk about Jamie sports, who happen to be a little older than some of the young hot-headed fans that we once were. And at times that has put us in a more measured uh, place than some fans. You know, we're just old guys now, right? We've seen, we have a little longer view than some, uh, not as long as view as other. I have to start by acknowledging the perspective. I did see there were some very angry understandably so both athletes in the sports affected and parents of those athletes who were just going to be parents those positions are need to be heard and considered i will say for some of them that were talking about the firing of various jmu administrators for this act 
Um, no. You just got here. Like yeah. some of us have been around for 25 years and seen all kinds of shit. And those administrators are fiduciaries of the university. Their, they need to think their big role is long term yes. to the health of the university. And mm-hmm. that includes things like R2 research classifications and financial well-being of the programs and all of this stuff, right? And so if it, it is too bad that I think when you, you and I talked to Coach O um, from Women's Hoops like four weeks ago, we may have known more about realignment than he did at the time. Yes. I'm not sure I actually believe that, but I, I, I think we, you know, that is, it's just a sad reality of this whole crappy situation that in order not to screw up a potential move to a great situation, the JMU administration could not be entirely forthcoming with everyone or they would risk leaking everything and ruin the whole damn thing. It's a little bit of the trolley problem situation. Yeah. Like if people are going to get hurt in this. Mm-hmm. How can you hurt the minimum amount of people in order to save the, the greater good? You know, and that sounds melodramatic, but that's when it's like Bourne had to know this was a real risk that mm-hmm. the CAA was going to go scorched earth and say, no, the bylaws are the bylaws. You teams aren't playing and it stinks. And if I'm the parent of some senior, whatever track and field star, I'm livid, but I'm not calling for me to be fired because Bourne is not responsible for my child in this situation. Bourne is responsible for all of the people who've been in my child's situation. You know, like right. it's a tough spot to be in. You're going to break a few eggs. Um, so it's just, yeah, it seems so petty. Like I keep looking back and I'm sure if somebody yeah, really Go wanted ahead. to, it, it, like, well, they, I, I think they, we have a mixed track record on this with Rob. So what yeah, you're going to say is the receipts are probably there for us. I'm like sure saying, we laughed. Enforce ODU, GMU, everybody. But I also know, I do know in 2013 when JMU won the crappy conference tournament, Yeah, we definitely talked about the fact it was a crappy uh, conference seven, tournament and that this was not a real thing. And ironically, I'm not, I know that we have both, we have We've always struggled with how we feel about Matt Brady. Yeah. But um, ironically, that may have hurt JMU. may have set yeah. JMU basketball back more than it helped yeah. that they won the conference that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, no. I, I, I look back and like I said, I'm, I'm fairly positive we made jokes or we were snarky about it. And I will tell you with 100% certainty, it was out of ignorance, not malice. And I just, I Correct. feel kind of ashamed. Like you talk about how we're old guys now. I, I never would have thought in a million years of like, oh my gosh, these seniors, they're missing out on things. I would have just thought like they wear the other team's jerseys. Ha ha. It's funny. Um, And I'd say things to get under the skin of other fans without really considering the fact that they're athletes who had, you know, been getting up early to swim Mm -hmm. every day for 15 years. And it just seems crappy. So like I a hundred percent own the fact that we, you know, being fans and we being JMU, the institution, didn't do the right thing in 2013. That doesn't mean they shouldn't do the right thing now. This just seems to me like, you know, children paying for the sins of their parents. It's it's not fair to the athletes. The other athletes from the school are, are saying like, this isn't fair. It just seems dumb. It's like, I've been really pleasantly surprised by the Twitter reaction of like the old school CA hoops fans and CPA, the people that yep. we've really interacted with for years who have yep. taken their fra- fair shots at JMU and taken more than their fair shots about their schools from us are kind of saying like, Hey, no BS, you know, like you guys don't need to 
act like you didn't play a part in this, but whether you did or you didn't, it's wrong and the league needs to change it. It's just yeah. a bad rule. In 2013, it was done. It, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm defending it, but in 2013, they just had VCU leave kind of, you know, Baltimore Colts style. Um, yeah. And VCU did what they had to do, but they were smart. Yeah. But they got out, and then 90 days later, they were gone. And then the the following season, you had ODU, George Mason, and Georgia State all leave. The CAA at that point reenacted this bylaw, which they hadn't used in the past. And it was kind of an attempt to stabilize the league and be like, nobody else is leaving. Yeah. I don't know for certain. I, I don't know at all. But I'm guessing that JMU and the other league presidents or, or ADs, whoever had the vote, they kind of coalesced around the idea of like, hey, look, this is extreme. But we need to stop this. We need for the good of the league, for the league mm-hmm. to preserve itself going forward. We need to really put up some structures to disincentivize people from from exiting. Yep. It looks really and- dumb now, but that's not what they're doing now. Now it's no. just like, screw you. The bridge has been burned. You JMU as an administration, you JMU fans, you've thought you're better than us for years. Guilty as charged. Guilty yep. as charged. I mean, we, we have because right. JMU has had a vision for growth. The rest of the mm-hmm. CA has kind of had a vision for, I don't know what. Like uh, you and I have bagged on Joey D yeah. for years. I'm starting to think the only sin this guy has committed was taking a job for a bunch of milk toast presidents with no vision for athletics. Yeah, whatsoever. I don't think this is on Joey D. I don't think I, it was. I'm like everybody bags he on him for the. Was, he was he, a he, PR nightmare the last five days, but not because of like trying to be vindictive yeah, personally to JMU, no. because he actually. He should have stood up and been more vindictive towards JMU to represent the conference in some way. But he like, wasn't. He went the other direction. Wasn't. Like, yeah. I think he. So. I mean, looking back at his tenure, I think he just kind mm-hmm. of got this job as excited, and then realized none of these guys had any ambition other than born, mm-hmm. and so he treated it like fantasy camp. And he just went yeah. around, and um, he kind of got mocked for it. But like everybody blames him for the flow deal. It wasn't him. He brought it to him. He's like, "We can go this way. Option A, option B." Option B stinks. And everybody's like, I want option B except for Bourne. It's not up to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing here. Like the guy has no power mm-hmm. and it's just, it's a convenient scapegoat for all the other fans to point to when it's just, the presidents just seem kind of, I don't even want to give them enough credit to say they're vindictive. No. They just seem ignorant and like they don't understand the value that sports can play for their university. Yeah, and and I don't think they seem to be aware of how out of touch they are with the rest of the landscape. I mean, I, you know, the fact that they're the only lead doing this. Yeah, and and I don't. The other thing, just to knock this straw man down right away, is a lot of people have been bringing up the fact that Alger was on the committee that punished Oklahoma State basketball. Yeah. I get it, presidents and all. You know, you get involved in this business, you're going to end up in ugly you know, hypocritical situations. I don't, I I don't know. I mean, he's, he's part of a committee making that decision. To me, that's a separate issue here. Yeah. Um, You know, and there's precedent for that decision that is different than this one where all the other conferences where teams are leaving are not doing this to their members anymore. Mm -hmm. They weren't in 2013 either, as you mentioned. Um, It's just, there are so it's also frustrating, like on the self-interest of the CAA, right? I, this is what is so confusing to me. Like when you're willing to be so spiteful, despite the fact it's against your own interest. Yeah. Right now, the American Athletic Conference is riding the since he should be in the playoff thing. Yes. 
to the last moment they can. Correct. Right? And the CAA, who also, by the way, like if the men's or women's basketball team at JMU turns out to be the best team in the league this year. That's the story. That gives you better chances for more units of money that JMU will not get. You will get to share among your members. Like you should want to put forth the best team into the tournament so that you can get more money. Like, or if you, know, you like, don't, if you don't, do you really, yeah. let's say, yeah. pick a random, let's say Towson, random school. Yeah, somebody, you know, they get the five seed and they but, sneak up and win the tournament. And yeah, then that's great. And, and, and JMU, <laughs> you know, loses right. two games along the way. Towson goes there and all the announcers are talking about, oh, Towson from the CAA. Oh, which should have been represented by JMU. Like it's, it's a PR nightmare. Like right now, CIA, CAA is kind of like an unknown conference. Yes. I understand wanting to build the brand. You build the brand after letting everything clear, get mm-hmm. Jamie out of here, and then you start over fresh with some enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Right now, they need to start over fighting a PR disaster. Yeah, if they're... you're Monmouth or one of these teams that they're trying to like, Campbell, really, this is you what know? you want to join? Yeah. Like, what? <sighs> Why like not if we just get a better, better opportunity? They're going to take it out on us. Like, would you rather start with a clean slate or start with this negative baggage? It's, it's yeah. just it's it's against their own self interest. And JMU is kind of playing it perfectly. All this does is rally the troops and rally everybody well, like us against the world. Um, it's just an absolute mess, and it's so silly, particularly from these presidents that seem to hold to the ideals of the student athlete experience. Yes. And it's all, there's oh, there's more than sports, and that. That has been the rift between JMU and a lot of these schools is they view JMU as kind of chasing athletics above academics and getting away from the purity of the college athlete experience. Well, then they go and do this. There's nothing that goes against the purity of the student athlete experience more than saying like you can't compete for a championship because of some decision that you have nothing to do with. It's just, it's so logically inconsistent that it it just, it blows the mind. It does. And to the athletes' credit, I love Signetti's comment this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, you saw the little protest before, well, not little, it was all the JMU Big, yeah. non-football athletes before the football game this week um, and starting the Athletes Unite petition and trying to recruit um, you know, their brethren from across the country who play NCAA sports to support them. And they have done an incredible job of that in the last 48 hours. I thought it was great that Signetti said sometimes the young people are a lot smarter than the old people. Yeah. Um, which is right. They were trying to take a proactive and, and positive approach. The student athletes were. Um, I will say it was funny. I, JMU, I think I took my cue from JMU last week. So Rob, this is when I tried to think, what would Rob do? Uh, and then I lost the way because the one thing that happened to me last week is I, I really thought about this and, you know, it's not about us. There's a million JMU fans who spouted off on social media over the last week. But there was no real – the problem with the CAA from a PR nightmare standpoint is there's no real downside to taking the low road. No. Like normally you and I try to take the high road on things. There's no point. Most of the time. We're not always perfect at getting there, but we have tried to over the years not be the worst of the JMU message board crowd, right? Yeah. And, but in this case, the CAA did the worst thing they could do, which is yeah. take away all the benefit. So like – well, take away any incentive for us to take the high right. road. Right. So, like, like, what? Like, for me, it was like, well, the more pressure we put on them, the best case is they. The pressure is so annoying to the president's offices at these other schools that they change the decision. The worst case is the status, like, nothing changes. So I was like, well, screw it. Well, no, the, like, the worst case know, is 
JMU, <laughs> you have random people that have never heard of JMU or the CAA that suddenly take an interest and go, oh, JMU, that school that got screwed by their conference on the way out the door. Like, Look, JMU kind of has yeah, everything yeah, yeah. to gain. Conference. Yeah. As long as we're not like dropping horribly offensive, you know, memes, if they just people politely express their outrage, you know, it's like, this is crap. There's no downside. There's zero no. downside. Like, what are we, we're going to tick off fans who, the, the type of fans that think this is funny or think Jamie's getting its just rewards, who cares about that? Cares Their about mind's it, yeah. made up. The general sports fan is going to hear this and they're going to go, man, that sucks. And they're going to take Jamie's side and they're going to go on their lives, but they're going to remember it. And they're going to remember yeah. that CAA is that petty conference without even like the optics on this are so bad for the yeah. conference. It's like they've got no PR savvy and no PR help. No. And I thought it was interesting that JMU, I mean, that was clearly a, let's put it this way. That I, Well, I don't know. I don't know if they had any control over this, but JMU definitely decided, Jeff Bourne, Jonathan Alger, definitely decided last week before they told the athletes and coaches on Wednesday, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday, what was going on. They definitely decided to take all the reins off of everyone, to let them have at it. Yeah. Right? Because I, I, there's not a nicer person in the JMU program than Lauren Steinbacher from women's volleyball. And there's not a program that got more screwed in this than women's but, volleyball because they doubt. were the number one seed for a tournament that's supposed to start this coming week. Yes. Like, like <laughs> you know, they've done the work. Like, the work is already yeah. done. The hay is in the barn with that team. This is the most egregious example. It is of, the of most egregious. And yeah. and but but there's not a nicer person or more professional person in the athletic department at maybe in the whole university mm-hmm. than Coach Steinbrecher. And for her to come out and sort of be like, huh, well, just shows you why we need to get out of this conference. Yeah. Like they obviously told Byington he can tweet whatever he wants. Yeah. Coach Oh, he can tweet whatever. Christy Morgan, you can say whatever you want when you go to this tournament this weekend. And they clearly didn't tell the athletes, like, don't go say anything because they all said anything. Some of them were mad at us. Some of them were mad at JMU. Some of them were mad at the CAA. All fine. But clearly JMU did not put any kind of, like, restrictions on anyone or try to yeah. rein this in, which was fine. And, you know, to the, to the athletes' credit, and, you know, I, I think we all took our cues from that, and the CAA could be mad about that. I'm also surprised – on some level, Rob, I'd be better. You know, today they announced they they removed the JMU six. So JMU men's basketball was supposed to be on CBS Sports Network six times. They this pulled year, the games, yeah. And they pulled all the games. But it's so passive aggressive. Like I'd almost be more okay with it if Joey D would come out and be like, "They're leaving. We're tired of this. Our institutions voted together, yeah. and this is what we do. This is our bylaw." Like I'd almost be better if they like did the heel turn had a back owned it. But this like chicken, they just disappeared. They haven't, nobody's answered anything. No one's taken account account for this. It's, it's really pathetic. Todd, you and, don't see Morse. Yeah. Know, those, those CBS sports games are coming. They're buying them with flow sports money, which means right. they're buying them with Jamie fans money. Like right. it, it, that's all the revenue flow gets is from not all of it, but I know. Yeah, yeah. A significant know. portion is JMU fans. It's like JMU fans are paying for so the CAA to buy. over this. It's like, oh. it's just so It's just pathetic. Like, just it, you'd expect, you say, like, oh, be the bigger person. If you have all these academic institutions that all also, let's be honest, 
turn their noses up at JMU and the academics. Oh, state school sure. and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yep. Not as good as us. And we're this and flagship and harder to get into. But then they just act like such petty imbeciles. It's, oh. it's really just pathetic. Well, um, some credit where it's due here though, Rob. I know we, we're, we've, we've probably vented enough on this. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, the other you know school's athletes. Petty, you know who up. hasn't been petty and vindictive? Yeah. As usual? The athletes themselves. Yes. Uh, Mizzou softball. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. this, but some yeah. of the first and most prominent signers of the athletes' petition were the players from Missouri softball um, who lost at home in a heartbreaking fashion to JMU to go mm-hmm. to the College World Series this year. Um, coached by Larissa Anderson, first mm-hmm. former coach at Hofstra. Yeah. Right. Who certainly, you know, knows the CAA, knows the stakes of this. Yep. Um, there have been some, we, we should note that there's been some, I, th- I think, fairly well-sourced reporting that College of Charleston and Hofstra were the two dissenting voices, whether they dissented publicly in the end versus choosing to be a unanimous you know, vote, who knows, but you get boxed in. I mean, but you, you get can say your piece, but bit, then it's but, like, but, you're you know, credit late. to those schools yeah. for, you know, standing up a little bit. And, and certainly just the athletes from the other schools, wherever they are in the country, just huge credit to them for and from across the CAA. They, they yeah, got a lot of support. The CAA. The CAA. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that from players across. It's never the play. It's never the player's fault. Right. And you also know, we were talking yeah. about this before we get on the really yeah. vocal, CAA Twitter from other schools has been almost unanimously like, Hey, okay, you guys did this, but it's still wrong and we should change it. And I think that's even absolutely our, the right way, the right way even to approach the it. Big article from the Drexel guy that was a little bit, um, you know, yeah, whatever, like noted that the CAA is messed up in this. Yeah. Like they, and they and the whole idea that they like up until I didn't even know this, but up until five years ago, they had the bylaws published on the CAA website. Yeah. There was a link to them. And for the last five years, they haven't had the bylaws publicly available. Yeah. So like, we don't like, know what else is out there. No, like who the hell knows what's going on here? I, I don't know. Well, you it's know just, what the no. biggest miss is like in 2013, it was bad, but it was unprecedented. They didn't know. Now they've got the opportunity. Somebody should have said like, Hey, have we talked to any of those athletes that were affected in 2013 to get their perspective? Well, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. And yeah. they also did it. You know, if you remember the timing of all these moves, so VCU announced they were leaving and they were gone in by July, 90, yeah. by July, right. They were gone immediately. Which is the, the best way to do it. The other three schools announced after the athletic year that they would be leaving after the following year. So there was a, a year, like a trend, that was the year for which they were penalized. I don't know for sure, but they all announced in May, March, you know, between late March and the end of the year. Mason was the only one. So Georgia State and Old Dominion announced in May after the season was like the athletic year was essentially over and then they were affected for the following athletic year, which is still May, wrong, which is still wrong. But Mason was the only one that was uh, kind of apples to apples with JMU because they announced the end of March. So their spring sports were kicked out immediately, Yeah, which was, that's what I'm saying. That was kind of apples to apples to what happened to volleyball this, yeah. you know, this week. Um, but, the other sports at all of those schools, presumably those athletes could have transferred in the summer. There was some mm-hmm. for like, if you had one year remaining and your real goal in life was to do that, 
to, to do this this year, the way that it's happened with JMU, where these athletes in, you know, lacrosse, women's basketball, men's basketball, volleyball don't have, they have no control over this. That is different. And as many writers have pointed out, none of those other athletes had come off the two years that we just came off of where, you know, in Jamie's case, almost all of this winter and spring sports had their post seasons or their entire seasons canceled in 2020, uh, right. In early 2020. And then many of them missed their spring season last year. And also like one, one final thing, like eight years ago, wasn't an eternity, but think about how much more we know now about mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of it. Like the focus on like the, the focus, athlete welfare. Athlete and, welfare. Like yeah. people talk about that, but people, I, I watched that documentary yesterday, um, the, the Weight of Gold, the Michael mm-hmm. Phelps one, talking about the Olympians oh, and yeah. how they've got disproportionate oh. issues of, of depression and suicidal thoughts. And like, I, I think we've become, we've made strides. We're still not there yet, but we do realize now way more than we did back then that like, these things play a real toll on people. People dedicate mm-hmm. their lives. If you rip the rug out from underneath them, mm-hmm. it's more than just the fans that are impacted. These are real people who mm-hmm. it just it's just completely unnecessary. We we could we could find a better way to deal with this and not put people at risk. And it's such an own goal. Yeah. By the CAA, right? It's just mm-hmm. so like you could have been just as vindictive as you want to be to JMU. You could say the, nasty like, things. You could do say nasty just, things and bitch us out and everything. Take it out but on like, 18 year old kids. Yeah. And to like have this be a story anywhere. I mean, there people are writing about this in the USA Today yeah. last week. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't really care what, <laughs> you know, JMU is funny because we end up with PFT commenter. Everyone yeah. from Jim Acosta to Lindsay Zarniak yeah. to PFT commenter yeah. happens to be a JMU alum. And so, yeah. you know, this comes from all corners of the internet um, at some point. But, yeah, it just uh, why you don't need a story in the USA Today about how the CAA sucks. No, like, no one needs to. Re- there was no reason. No one would notice. It's this. dumb. It's a completely unnecessary. Like completely unnecessary. Yeah, but so. at the end of the day, nothing has highlighted the need for Jamie to separate itself more than this. It's just, it's a completely different plane of existence. Mm-hmm. Jamie is a school that wants what's best, wants to move forward, wants to see big picture, shoot for the stars, and the CAA wants to play in its own little backyard and not take chances and not think big picture or think strategically and just go day by day and make dumb decisions that don't advance the ball. Mm-hmm. And this is the best example we've ever seen of that. And the best we can hope Rob is that on November 8th, 2026, right? Five years from now, you and I'll be gearing up for, I don't know. Right. We'll be doing two things to look forward to when the Dukes go to Statesboro. Yep. For, you know, a, hopefully a important game of some kind, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, like, and all this will be behind us. And, you know, remember, there are th- the, the Sun Belt got four teams in the softball tournament mm-hmm. last year, right? <laughs> like, the new Sun Belt men's soccer is going to have multiple teams in the tournament. Yeah. Like, there are things, there are more positives to this than just football. So, while we are, all excited about that, you know. Yeah, this yeah, uh, it was a great weekend for JMU, and and in, it, it stinks. It had to be marred by this, just, just uh, dumbness. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, nothing else left to say. Rob, we should mention our friends Jeff and Sam. Um, if you're looking for an awesome retreat, you should 
check out Camp Potomac Peak on Instagram. Um, I think Facebook too, but our friends have put together a little uh, pretty amazing cabin up in Berkeley, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, right on the river, uh, available for rental. They're going to have a few more coming coming down the road. Our, our fellow season ticket holder friends, everybody go check out Camp Potomac Peak. Uh, it's It's awesome. The coolest cabin. You could it's possibly at rent. Camp Potomac Peak, all yeah. one word on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jeff and Sam are amazing. Long time season ticket holders and Pilot denizens. Um, and they're make, both making a big move away from your. Jeff was the city manager for Alexandria, Rob. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So getting, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't, I don't want to state his career plan at this point, but yes. Um, he was the one who had to deal with the glass recycling at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Good but, for um, I'm looking anyways, at it right now. Yeah, go visit our go friends. Spot. It's an awesome spot. Yeah, my brother stayed there a bunch of times. It's really cool. And they're going to actually be, they're working on building a few others right there. They bought some other property right there. Um, cool. Really cool place if you're looking for a little getaway. So, Rob, um, that was an un- unpaid, unannounced endorsement, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not um, a sponsor. No, true. not a sponsor in any way. Just our friends. Go check it out. So, Rob, it's great to talk to you. I hope they. this is the last big game with the Tribe. Oh, um, you know, a month from now, we'll have UVA JMU men. But tomorrow night, we have UVA JMU women. I think I saw if you go tomorrow night, you can guarantee a ticket for the men's game, which is great. I love the cross promotion. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually getting, we actually made like legit plans, uh, which is unusual for adult life in the weekdays. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. For the men's game with my brother and sister-in-law who are big UVA basketball fans, but they invited us for the big UVA JMU game. Cool. uh, Which they are really concerned. They're going to be underdogs in. Well, I hope so. I, I, yes, I hope so too, but I don't know. Apparently hopes are not high over in Charlottesville this, this particular season Yeah, for once, for the first time in quite some time. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'll never count out Tony Bennett though. No. Anyways, I, I, the Jamie women's team, this, this particular team, probably more than any other this year, Rob, I, lacrosse. I'm not going to feel that bad for softball. I don't know what's coming. Oh, um, Liz Humphrey, Jamie. Mm. The, the the next in the big line of pitchers is going to be the Team USA. She made Team USA for the Pan Am Games and the under um, I don't know under twenty World Championships or something. But she's oh. going to be on Team USA for the Pan Am Games, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so just saw that, that today. Yeah, really cool uh, for Alyssa Humphrey. But you know, softball went to the World Series. We'll see how the team shapes up this year. I, I imagine they'll be good. By CAA standards, I don't know if they will run away with the conference to the extent they'll get in. Well, I'd imagine much like with lacrosse, the big recruiting bump will come next year because that's what I would think too. Yeah, Yeah. but women's hoops is the one team that I will like. I I really want them to win tomorrow and me too. Give themselves a chance. Like, it it would really, really suck if they go like fourteen and two in the league. Have a good out of conference, finish twenty five and five or whatever, but just not good enough and, for at large. But yeah, like to where they're not like that would really suck. Um, yeah, and the worst part about it is part of it'll be interesting to see how the NCAA views the JMU teams 
women's, men's basketball, lacrosse, softball, all these teams yeah. this year when they don't play their conference tournaments. Right? Like that will also be an interesting thing at the yeah. in some never of this, count on the answer when do like the right grab thing. A couple, no, no, they're not gonna do anything positive. I just, you know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Let's go football. Beat the tribe. Yep, exactly. Let's end on that. We have have no more good things to say about the CAA. But thank you for the other CAA fans who've shown their support. Big time. We appreciate it. And um, I don't know, just shout out to all the athletes who are getting royally screwed by this one. Yeah, and hopefully we'll talk next week after another win and look forward to a uh, Towson beatdown, the traditional Towson beatdown in the season. <laughs> I will miss that. I will miss the <laughs> me laugh for the end of the season. Remember when we used to go to Towson? Like, yes. Uh, yes. Like, oh, anyway, our, our, our tailgate caravan would constitute like twenty five percent of the fans. So. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, all right, Rob. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Go Dukes.